Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse, created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Welcome to the Sober Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and it's a pleasure to have our Sober Liberty guest, Lissy Senaway, on the show today. And uh, Lissy is an internationally published poet, a psychotherapist, and a professor who specialized in mental health and substance abuse. Thank you for joining us on the Sober Podcast, Lissy. Thank you for having me, Jamie. It's great to have you on. You know what? Let's just jump right in. Would you tell our guests briefly a little bit about who you are and what brought you to the path you're currently on as a writer? Absolutely. Um, So as you shared with the audience, I'm a psychotherapist and a college professor. So I've been in behavioral health for about 23 years. Um, I wrote my first poem when I was 12. Mm -hmm. Um, So it became an outlet. You know, I believe creativity is a wonderful emotional outlet, a channel for spirituality and just beautiful. You know, uh, I think poetry and, you know, verse and prose and the way that it flows is is a very beautiful thing. So I started right again. I wrote my first poem at 12 and I continued to write um, and I have uh, several publications. Uh, I was I've been published in three um literary journals and two international anthologies yeah so basically uh, how i've got let me just name some of those um uh uh, reverie street um Mm -hmm. uh collage um the nightingale Mm -hmm. poetry journal and the international Mm -hmm. anthologies p.s it's still poetry volume two and matter two volume two did i get it all yes right yes yes so my path as an author has culminated um, into, you know, me publishing my first book, which I know we'll get to. Um, but I've always been a creative person and I've been able to weave my professional experience into a lot of my writing. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, and really facing tough issues. A lot of people are afraid of substance abuse. A lot of people are afraid of mental illness. A lot of people are afraid of trauma and speaking openly about these things. So I utilize poetry and art for people to be able to identify, um, you know, with a character that's struggling with addiction or struggling with bipolar disorder. I love that, you know, and um, I am in recovery from alcohol and drugs and um, I went to um, rehab and I remember Mm -hmm. um, you talking about you talking about this brought me back to when I was um, that first week in rehab when I was doing like all the kind of inventory of what my addiction and alcoholism was like and what it looked like and blah, 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 Mm. what I thought that would help me get through this. And I um, had done a little bit of writing, um, but hadn't become a writer yet. And, but I worked with writers for years, but anyway, I, 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 um, I said, you know, literature and art is going to help me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I encourage all of my patients to journal. I believe pen to paper, pen to paper is very powerful. So I usually encourage my patients to journal or, you know, I get a lot of, you know, artists and writers who do struggle with addiction or, you know, mental health or what have you. But a lot of people with these types of issues are Mm -hmm. also some of the most creative and bright people um, that I've ever known. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got, and we did, we, I I journaled as well there and I I still do. Um, So I am totally, totally behind that, um, that, line of thinking. And so you have 23 years, as you said, of working as a mental health professional, um, as a mm-hmm. professional you are now, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, when I, when I think of my younger self, I think of myself as a 13, 14 year old girl in junior high school. Mm-hmm. And I would tell her, um, always trust your instincts and all, don't be afraid to take risks. You know, publishing this book was a risk. I've never really shared my poetry with anyone yeah. um, until, you know, recently, the past few years. It was very private. It was very personal. Um, but taking this risk has been a big deal. Um, you know, every every decision we make in life when it comes to relationships, uh, make the decision to get sober, uh, the decision to get therapy, they all come with a risk. Yeah. A risk of being vulnerable, a risk of exposing ourselves, taking our mask off and showing who we really are, who our authentic self is. Right. And sometimes that can be really scary. Yeah, I uh, you know what? I, um, I, I'm not sure how I would have answered that question, but I think that's how I'm going to answer it. If anyone asked me that question, which mm-hmm. is don't be afraid to take risks. And what is the other one? Trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Yes. All right. I. <laughs> that's that's the best advice. To, that you can give to anyone at any age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read in your bio, you were on the show Intervention. What was that experience like? Gosh, that was back in January of 2010. So uh-huh. Intervention was a fairly new show. Yeah. Um, and the people really had no idea. The person that was being intervened on had no idea what was happening. None. Um, and the intervention and the therapy that I offered to the particular um, client on that episode, um, it was really raw to watch the family mm-hmm. cry and, and read letters and beg this young man to get help. The fear that they lived in, the pain, the sleepless nights, 
uh, every time the phone rang, their stomach just dropping. How am I going to get the phone call that my son or my brother or my my boyfriend is dead or that he killed someone in the car or is in jail um, or something horrible happened? And he was an um, inner city young man and he was involved in gang gang activity and very, I mean, very guarded, extremely guarded. He ran out of the intervention, ultimately came back, did come to treatment where I worked with him. Oh, great. great. Yeah. and. Therapy is a very organic, very delicate dance to yeah. be able to build rapport with someone so they trust you to share their innermost pain. It's very delicate, as I said. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a little bit of progress. Um, ironically, his mother ended up getting sober through as a result of the intervention on her son. Oh, I love that. Yes. So that was very cool. She ended up going to treatment her, herself. Yeah. It was it was totally unexpected. There wasn't a whole lot of talk about her alcohol problem because the focus was on the client. Right. And as a direct result of his intervention, she went to treatment for her alcoholism. So that was amazing. Oh, love that story. Um, we are going to uh, break for a, a quick little commercial, uh, but we will be back. So stick with us. The Sober Podcast is giving a voice to recovery and is now part of the Soberverse. Join our new virtual sober environment where you can connect with other people like yourself or find helpful resources on the following digital spaces. Soberverse.com, SoberNetwork.com, Sober.com, SoberSystems.com, SoberPodcast.com, SoberCoin.com, and RecoveryCoaches.com. And we are back. Tell us about your work as an author. Do you incorporate your work as a therapist into your writing? And if so, how? I do. I do. Um, My book uh, that will be coming out December 1st is a collection of poetry, and it's called Moonbeams and Melted Spoons. Beautiful. And it is. Thank you. It is literally a collection of poetry that I've written over the past 25 years Mm -hmm. in one book. So I the the oldest poem in the book dates back to 1997 that I wrote in the Rochester airport going to see my aunt ah. uh, in upstate in upstate New York. Yes, I love and a lot of yeah the the goal of the book yeah every poem is written from a different protagonist perspective mm-hmm. an alcoholic a trauma survivor someone living with chronic depression uh, someone in a toxic codependent relationship. Uh, men's issues, women's issues, uh, uh, you know, child abuse. So every character, the protagonist is a a character that I hope if someone picks up the book, my poetry is very relatable. You know, a lot of poetry is left for so much interpretation. Um, And when we get there to this segment, I would love to share two pieces from the book. My, My work is very relatable. And my hope is that someone perhaps whose wife lives with chronic recurrent depression, that her partner can pick up the book and read one of the character stories who has chronic depression and go, wow, this is what my wife lives in every day. Right, right. So more of really a true inside bird's eye view into the mind of someone 
dealing with these really tough issues. So I really, you know, my hope is to spread awareness, you know, to give someone a voice, you Mm -hmm. know, that perhaps they haven't found their voice yet and ask for help. And really spread, you know, I have actually have a semicolon tattoo. The semicolon is a symbol for suicide awareness. It went viral several years ago and I had it tattooed on my wrist. Um, It's a good conversation starter. And every opportunity I get, I want to spread awareness about suicide risk, suicide prevention and mental illness. I love it. Um, I'm I'm all for that. I'm a um, a two time suicide attempt uh, survivor. And, you know, and the second time was my was my alcoholic bottom. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I love it when um, when anyone is, is is having that conversation about suicide awareness and suicide mm-hmm. prevention, and especially with with um, uh, addiction and uh, and mental illness and, and the role that mm-hmm. substance abuse um, plays in suicide beh- suicidal behavior. So um, so bravo to you for that. Um, Thank and, you. Um, what are and I, I do want to hear um, uh, from your some of the some of the poems from your book, and but another question that just came across my mind um, when you um, when you you know you use um, poetry and uh, literature uh, uh, and writing in uh, in the work that you do um, in recovery with I mean with your with your clients who are some of who are some of the poets or writers um, whose books that you've you've used. Uh, with some of my inspirations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Edgar Allan Poe, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sylvia Plath, who actually suicided. Right. Uh, right. Sylvia Plath was a you know very, very re- a renowned writer, and she committed suicide. Uh, very, very, you know, uh, chronic, uh, harsh, terrible depression. She took her life. Yeah. Uh, Robert Frost is mm-hmm. one of my literary influences. And also uh, a couple of lyricists. Uh, Nikki Six, the bass bass player for Motley Crue. Yes, he yeah his some of his lyrics. Um, if you read under the anthemy "Rock On," they're very dark, <laughs> yeah. they're very dark, very deep. And you know his st- writing style, um, is, you know, definitely inspires me with my style. And also Scott Wayland, who died of uh, drug overdose. He was the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. You know, my coming of age was in the early 90s during yeah. the alternative grunge era. So a lot of, you know, substance abuse, a lot of depression and suicide. And that only that is when these topics really started to be talked about. You know, growing up in the 80s, we didn't talk about, no one went to therapy. You know, kids didn't go to counseling. Yeah. Uh, no one talked about family business in the family, let alone outside the family. Right. right. So the dawn of the 1990s, brought forth these topics that really started to be brought to light through music, through that genre. So those are definitely some of my influences in my writing. Great. And lyricists, songwriters are poets. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. Um, And now uh, to get to your, uh, back to your new book that's coming out December 1st, um, Mm -hmm. and it's called Moonbeams and Melted Spoons. Is that, did I get the title right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, why don't you share uh, some excerpts with us? I would, I would love to. Thank you, Jamie. All right. This first piece is called Invocation. Bells ring through the dusk, soft and low. Smoky eyes narrow, 
sultry pout on her lips. Wrapped in black lace and chiffon, she twirls in graceful circles. Violin strums through the twilight, soft and low. Black, sh black shaded eyes dart, lips part ever so slightly. Silver feathers cascade from her hair, arms open to the onyx sky. Witchy apparition that used to be a lady sways on. Breezy is the eve, song murmurs from the deep. A man in a fedora with a smooth walking stick sees her through the looking glass and reaches out. Fingers slip through a reviled hallucination. She morphs into a silken raven. Head bowed in supplication, he is besieged by the invulnerable force. He refuses to abjure his, his hope that he can hold her. A tambourine jingles lightly in her hand, soft and low. She twirls away. A disintegrated mirage. Fear slides from his eye. The music disappears. Blinded by his sorrow, he walks away from the glass, now stained. Hmm. Gorgeous. Thank you. And I'd just like to share one other. It's called oh, Melissa. Good. good. I was hoping you'd share another one. Yeah, I'd like to share one other. <clears throat> this is called Melissa. Mm -hmm. Small and flaxen, she drifted with vagabonds across the borders scarred, unsure. In her lap sat books of maps, barrage of words on pages worn, ragged, and torn. From small to smaller, numbers out of order, letters skewed, no marker of where she was born. Shattered chapters that cover a large factor in how she learned to smile on cue. Passerbys never saw beyond the fence, panic and static in the attic, rats at war. Turmoil exploding behind enemy lines, broken bottles of wine on the scoured floor. Mm. Buried in her nest, books in her treasure chest, the wind shifted to the west. She couldn't keep up the pace and got lost in time and space. Her life story reads one short paragraph in this epitaph. She was small and flaxen, lips curved in a bow, cover never blown. Here lies Melissa, lost on a map. Origins unknown. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you. Um, thank you. And um, God, I urge everyone to um to get your book. Is it where is it available? Where um, will it, it will be available um, on Amazon, Barnes Noble, uh -huh. and Archway Bookstore online. Um, okay. I also have a website that I would like to share. Yeah. Um, for people to, yeah, absolutely. How can, um, how can our listeners get in touch with you, find out what's going on with yes. the book? Absolutely. My website is simply my name, lissysenaway.com. That's L-I-S-S-I-S-E-N-E-W-A-Y.com. Mm -hmm. And my website has more information, more poetry. I also write haiku, which is an ancient Japanese form of poetry about nature yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, a way to contact me if anyone had any questions or perhaps a question about one of the poems and the interpretation or, you know, and if anyone wanted to reach out for some guidance and getting help for me to be able to direct them to the right place. Great. Wonderful. Well, I urge everyone to, um, to get your book when it's out in December and, um, and, uh, and, and reach out to Lissy if you, for all those reasons that she just said, it's been great to have you as a guest and also thank you so much have, Jamie. have the pleasure of having a sneak preview 
of um, the poems in your new book. Thank you again for coming on the show. And I'm your host. You're welcome. Uh, I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse. I'll be here every week with a new sober celebrity. And I am the author of Dangerous and Wet, a memoir of booze, sex, and my mother. And you can find uh, me uh, on jamiebrickhouse.com and all that's going on with me, as well as on TikTok, where I tell a true story wearing high heels every day. Jamie underscore Brickhouse. Uh, Signing off from the Sober Podcast, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Sober Podcast. We hope that you have found this episode helpful and look forward to you joining us next time. As we continue to grow and implement positive change, we hope that you'll share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. They can find us on all the major podcast directories. If you have an idea for the show, want to leave positive feedback, ideas, or comments, connect with us on thesoberpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our social media platform on The Soberverse. We'd love to hear from you. A special thanks to all those who make this show happen. Jamie Brickhouse, our host, Carrie, our producer, Carl Fessenden, our voice, and our sponsor, The Sober Network. Sober.